Hi, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC podcast, Behind the Pulpit. If you're joining us for the very first time, this podcast is an opportunity for you to get a behind-the-scenes look at this past Sunday's message. It's an opportunity for us to share about some of the things we were thinking in preparing the message, and to share some of the things we're now thinking, having just given the message. It's a way for us to talk about some of the things we hope you learned and some of the ways we hope you're growing. Our hope is that this would lead to a dialogue, a conversation with you in terms of what we see God doing here at CBC. This past Sunday, we concluded our series called Forward, Moving Toward the Future at CBC. It's a series where we've been talking about some of the things we see God doing here in our church why it matters, and how God may be wanting to move in each and every one of you. This Sunday, Brandon talked about how God is moving us forward in the area of worship. He reminded us of what worship is, why we're called to worship, and how we're continually called to grow and mature in the area of worship in light of who God is and in light of all he's done. Brandon also shared the exciting news that beginning this fall, Matt Wada will be taking over as worship director. We had the privilege of hearing from Matt talk about his journey in growing as a leader and especially in the area of worship. Well, Brandon and Matt will be joining us here today to talk a little bit more about what they shared on Sunday and how they see God moving in this area of worship. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you for listening. All right, I am here with Brandon and Matt on the CBC podcast, Behind the Pulpit. Brandon, Matt, uh, thanks for being here today. It's good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep it going. Let's let's keep that. Let's keep that. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. We know you're so excited to be here. I know it's your first time, uh, but don't worry. Uh, you'll get better. (laughs) Well, Brandon, um, this past Sunday, I know it's been a whole day uh, since uh, you shared yesterday and, and kind of, you, you really got in a great, uh, opportunity to, to share your heart. And and I feel like you did an amazing job and sharing your convictions on worship, as well as talking about the upcoming changes. And now that you've kind of had some time to process it and, and look back on what you said, um, would you? Is there anything you'd want to add or re-emphasize uh, from the message yesterday? Oh man, that's a good question. I think the the one thing that you know it, it's hard to communicate in a sermon because you're trying to communicate things clearly and with kind of conviction is just this idea that like we're not saying like this way of doing things is the right way or the only way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to kind of go to a more modern contemporary style, louder. Um, I, I hope people didn't get the impression that it's like, well, this is the way to show people the greatness of God. Um, but just to kind of communicate that idea that, you know, there's so much fluidity in, in the form and what that can look like. And I don't really think anyone has the right way or anyone's way is correct or, or, or better, but we're all kind of making a judgment about, um, what, what we think is going to work and what we think is going to communicate most effectively to the people we're trying to reach. And so I hope that came across, but I also, you know, especially for kind of the, the older members of the congregation, 
I, I really wa- I really wanted them to feel a sense of like there, there's nothing wrong with them feeling I think sadness and grief and frustration over the way things are changing and that that doesn't mean that we can just give them exactly what they want forever but we also want to acknowledge that and um and just yeah be, be empathetic to that and um yeah, I, I'm not sure I, I communicated that well enough um, and, and made that clear. Uh, the, the other thing that, you know, I, I wish I had had time to say, and I, I just kind of cut it because uh, time and clarity, but I felt like there was so much more space to go into on that passage in Psalm 145. And I, I, I think what really hit me was, and I talked about this a little bit, was that whole idea of God's greatness being unfathomable. And the idea of, you know, worship needing to change, needing to change, not just because culture is changing, but because just as, as people and as worshipers, we should be constantly seeking out that next step of, of who God is. And I don't want to go as far as to say it's wrong to love singing the same songs over and over and over again, because there's reasons why people feel that way. It's comfortable, but there's something about, you know, new stuff and an evolving sound and, and new songs that that allow us to to understand who God is and experience God in new ways. And uh, at least for me, that's the richest part of worship. I shared this with one of the group groups at the members meeting is, you know, my favorite part of a worship service, if I'm here and Matt's leading or if I'm like at Rock Harbor is you know, when they sing a new song and it's like this brand new moment of just just experiencing God for the first time through that song, through those lyrics, through that music. That's just, there, uh, to me, there's nothing like that. And I know not everyone feels that way, but I think to embrace the desire for that. And, and I think once you let go of, I, I want to know every song and I want to be able to sing all the songs I've liked and the songs I sang when I was, you know, 18 years old, and you think about worship from this perspective of how can I know God in a deeper way, I think you begin to appreciate how things change. And, you know, even when Matt sings songs that I don't know, or, you know, maybe a a band I don't especially like, or, or something that I, I've heard before, and I didn't think was going to translate that well to a service, you know, to hear it and experience in that moment is always, I think, a really cool thing. And so, um, I had that section written in the message and I just cut it just because it was kind of a lot to say. And I think it took us in a weird direction, but I think that's a big part of, of that, that vision and, and that idea of moving forward. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks so much for, for adding, adding to that and, and emphasizing. I think it's so obvious, uh, just your heart and your passion uh, for worship and for God and, and, and growing and, continually expanding in how you see them. And, and that was obvious yesterday and, and even now as you, you talk about it. Mm. Uh, well, Matt, um, you know, you shared yesterday a lot about your own journey and how worship has uh, shaped and impacted you. And, and with the upcoming changes and, and you stepping into the worship director role uh, coming this fall, uh, tell us just how you're feeling about uh, those upcoming changes. Yeah, thanks, Eric. I feel like I'm just, I'm just really excited. I think I'm also really nervous. Just the thought of leading a ministry is still honestly a bit scary, but uh, I know that 
you know, just trusting God my whole life has been, um, you know, a, a huge growing um, lesson and part of part of me. So I'm pretty excited that um, if I just put my trust in Him, I think He's going to lead lead us, lead this ministry. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. So when you think about uh, all the upcoming things that that you're going to be stepping into, um, what are you most excited about? And maybe what are you most anxious, nervous, scared, if you are, about when you think about uh, all the responsibilities? Yeah, I think when it comes to all those, I think when I, from what I've seen, you know, Brandon do is just, you know, planning the schedules, um, leading a worship ministry, working with, um, you know, the people who are serving. And I think for me, that's been really cool to see. And he's given me some opportunities to kind of plan some of that. We went to um, a Phil Wickham concert this past Christmas and got to worship together. So I'm really just looking forward for that aspect of it too, just being able to um, train up, help train up these leaders in a way, um, you know, for me to just step up into. I've, I'm used to just being served now. So um, just being able to be poured into that way from learning from you and Brandon about how to lead a ministry, how to lead, um, you know, his people who are serving him. I'm excited for, you know, that opportunity to grow in that area. Um, you know, some of the things I'm possibly nervous about is just, um, you know, what you, what Brandon has brought to this ministry. He's always um, tried new things and been very creative. I'm worried that uh, maybe I'm not going to be super, super creative. But, you know, I know that when I kind of step into this role that, um, you know, God's going to grow me in ways that I can't even foresee now. So I guess I'm looking forward to the way that, you know, God's going to kind of grow me through all this. But yeah. I just want to note that we have this on recorded now that when Eric asked you what you're most excited about, the first thing you said was planning the schedule. And so I'm going to play that for you <laughs> in like two years and say, Matt, you were really excited to plan the schedule. How do you feel about that now? Because that's an interesting first choice, but that's okay. <laughs> well, this is my first podcast I've ever done in my life, so I'm a bit nervous right now. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I am. I do like to plan. I do like to plan um, the scheduling and stuff too. So I guess if I were to think about this earlier, I wouldn't have said planning out the schedule is my the most excited about. But yeah, I, if I were to put it back in order, I would say just being able to work work and serve with the uh, people in the worship ministry and yeah that's a great answer matt <laughs> i do think no oh, go ahead eric unfortunately you can't put it back in order uh, you already said it <laughs> we can't edit that much matt <laughs> just speaking to your creativity though you know i think an important thing for you to remember is you're creative in, in different ways than i am and so you know you're not gonna have to do the exact things that I've done, but like your ability to, you know, interact with, you know, technology and social media. And, you know, you have a, a really, you're very creative musically too. I think that's something that I really admire about you, watching you practice and watching you plan songs. And so, um, you know, just generally, not just create cre <laughs> creatively, but I do think, you know, you're going to find your own ways to do things. And that's what I'm most excited about. And so, you know, obviously we've talked about that a lot, but you're not just trying to do the stuff that I did, right? Like you're going to figure that out for yourself. And that's your, that's when you're going to really succeed and make an impact. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. I think, um, yeah, now that you kind of mentioned that, I, I do feel you know very excited about when I do hear 
different worship artists and the way they kind of lead, especially like I know you mentioned on Sunday, you like to go to Rock Harbor and you like to um, just kind of experience that. I think for me, I, I wanted to do um, more of that as well, just kind of like be able to sit in a worship setting of like, for example, Rock Harbor or Mariner's Church and just kind of analyze how they do things and kind of like bring it, maybe bring back some things that have inspired me or have had me helped me kind of feel um, just more of God's presence through what they're doing there. And hopefully we can bring it back and allow that to you know, translate to the way that CBC is already kind of used to, like maybe um, just bring back certain things for it. But yeah, I'm excited about those kind of things. Thanks, guys. Um, Brandon, as you talk about Matt, you know, you shared on Sunday just um, God raising him up and, and what was made clear to you in terms of who could step into this position. It's obvious that you are confident and excited about Matt and you guys have obviously spent a lot of time together but for those who, who really don't know like what are the things you saw in Matt or you see in Matt that uh, give you the assurance that he's going to do a great job you know what are the, the qualities that that you you see in him and I think it'd be great for for others to hear as well um, what you've I know what you've shared to him already but for others who may not know hmm. well I think most importantly as Eric Lee said in service, he's very good looking. So, you know, just to have a good looking kid like that up up on stage, it's really important for our church. <laughs> no, but, you know, honestly, the, the number one thing that I always tell Matt and that just amazes me about Matt is just how teachable he is. You know, he is just a sponge. I mean, from the time he was, well, not when he was in third grade, but from the time he was in youth onward and, and basically anything... Matt puts his mind to doing it and says, like, I, I want to get better at this. It's not just that he has the willingness to, to work hard, but he will go to literally every person who he knows can do that thing and will say, teach me, teach me how to get better. I mean, a great example of this is basketball. We talk about this all the time. Matt picked up basketball late and, you know, he'd come and, you know, at that point in my basketball career, I was a little bit more selfish with my uh, my uh, my time and it's like man this kid's coming out here he doesn't know how to play he ruins all our games but he just kept on learning and asking questions and he received feedback and you know when you tell Matt to do something he always does it he always works on it and he comes back and he says okay I'm doing that now what next and that was really true with, with worship and you know and then it got to the point where it wasn't just worship it was it was faith it was discipleship um, I was talking to somebody after service and kind of the best way I could put it is Matt basically took on the best of everyone. You know, I mean, I know he meets with you, Eric. He meets with me. He asks Hashi for help. He, he'll, he'll go to anybody who has something to give and he'll say, hey, teach me. And then and then he learns. And so it's like he got kind of the best qualities from everyone. And there's kind of a wisdom about, you know, his discernment about, OK, I'm going to I'm going to go to this person for this and this person for that. And so he's almost like this little ministry super person because of that. Right. And, you know, not to say, I mean, you have a ton of natural gifts even outside of that, but that willingness to, to be humble and learn, like, that's why I really think the sky's the limit for you is because there's no, like, there's no like arrogance with you. You know, one of my biggest problems is, you know, if somebody tells me I should do something. I'm like, whatever man you don't know what you're talking about somebody tells matt the same thing and he's like huh i wonder if they're right and i'm gonna at least explore that and i'll make that decision for myself but i don't think anyone ever has given you a suggestion that you just 
tossed aside. Like you're always at least willing to consider it. And so I think that's a big factor. Um, another thing is just, you know, your ability with people is, is pretty amazing. Like the one thing I, I told people leading up to this announcement was everyone's going to be excited about this because everyone loves Matt. Like, and that's a really, a really unique thing. I think you have a way of talking to people and engaging people that I think makes people feel really valued and, and loved. And yeah, and, and I mean, just on a really surface level, you're a likable guy. And so your ability to lead a ministry, I think will be enhanced so much by that. And so I think just from like a musical side, you obviously just have those gifts, you know, you've learned so much uh, and, and, and you've improved so much, but your abilities as a leader and as a person, um, that's the thing that I really think will, will set you apart. Thanks, Brandon. Matt, is um, is Brandon uh, passes the torch to you? Uh, you know, for those of us who don't know, like, what are the things that Brandon has taught you that you feel has impacted you the most in, in who you are today and especially when it comes to uh, worship leading? I taught him all the chords. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, thanks for the question, Eric. I think, yeah, Brandon has done a lot a lot for me besides the fact of just kind of teaching me worship I think just that relationship that we carried um, um, a few a long time ago when I would speak a couple times and just share on a Sunday I shared about how um, Brandon was even there for me when I was going through a rough time with um, the separation of my parents and I feel like that relationship that we just got to have together the way he's he just kind of showed that he was there for me allowed this trust to happen so I feel like that really transitioned well as I just kind of kept asking him more um, for advice with stuff. So I feel like he's taught me a lot in terms of, you know, I'm always, whenever I ask for advice and I'm wrong, he'll always kind of very gently just encourage me and tell me the, the right way. And I feel like it's allowed me to receive it well in that way. But when it comes to the, the topic of worship, I think there's like so many things from uh, small things like PowerPoint, I think I always valued it as kind of like not very important, but in the con in the way that the congregation views the PowerPoints of how they see it, how how quick it comes on the screen, like I've learned um, to appreciate the importance of that and like how important it is to take the time to do the PowerPoint. So that's kind of one of the examples that he's been um, instilling in me. And then when it comes to just the value of just how I think of worship and song choice, I think... I always just used to hear maybe a couple words or just how the beat of the song might sound and think like, oh, I'm just going to play it on, on a Sunday. But like he really challenged me to kind of go through the whole song and analyze from verse to bridge and what it emphasizes, what it's saying, how to thematically choose a set. And for me, that's been really important, you know, just being able to think of, um, you know, how to how to really build a set around a, a certain theme and how I feel like that's gone a long ways and it's allowed, I've got a lot of good feedback from you know the congregation of just how, how well the set and the message flown by. And I think really that's just honestly a lot of just Brandon raising me up and allowing me to make those set choices by myself and assisting them with assisting me with them. Um, but yeah, I think it's been really cool just being able to be raised up under him and, and now to kind of, step into what he's been doing i'm i'm humbled and i'm very excited for this opportunity for that well we're all definitely excited for you and i think it, it's it's been a reflection of just your heart and who you are and, and that desire to grow uh, to mature to learn and it's also a reflection of you, for you brandon of how how much how well you've led and 
how you've raised Matt up to to be who he is today. So, you know, I think in many ways, this your relationship is a small glimpse of, of what church looks like, what discipleship looks like, uh, mm. you know, even outreach to an extent of, of the way you reached out to him, you know, as a young kid, when he went through his difficult years, and, and even now as he's growing to be a leader. Mm. Uh, so, you know, in Brandon's uh, message this Sunday, and this question is directed to Matt again, uh, Brandon made that distinction between focus and form. And he said, uh, you know, while focus ne- of worship never changes, uh, the form has to change. And, and I'm sure people are curious, people are wondering, what are some changes, Matt, that, that you see maybe come in on the horizon when it comes to how we do worship here at CBC, uh, if any, you know, um, what kind of things do you see having to be modified or tweaked or improved on um, in the coming days, months, years, whatever it might be? Yeah, I feel like for me um, at the at the uh, members meeting, a couple of people actually asked a very similar question to that. Um, just kind of like if I had anything in mind that I would change as soon as I become the director. And, you know, Brandon, like I said, we kind of have the same kind of mindset when it comes to the kind of setting we want to create on a Sunday for worship and our song choices and stuff like that. So on the top of my mind, I wouldn't say there's no particular drastic change that I would do as of right now. Um, but some things I've been kind of focusing on nowadays is just I've I've known, noticed that some churches have this laptop on the side kind of like acting as, as a synth. And I feel like that space that it creates in there really helps really personally helps me and really dive into a worship set when they're praying, just kind of having a nice smooth synth out there really helps me feel um, just the power of that prayer. And I really want to help to create that space with that. Um, one of the things I would also kind of change now is we have these, you know, the old school, like big black stand standing in front of us. I feel like it um, kind of covers us up and feels us like we're hiding behind it when we lead. So if we can even eventually get rid of that, there would be more vulnerability there for us to really worship with them. They're not, we're not hiding behind something. So I would want to initially move to possibly iPads, you know, maybe have something like that, or even if it's possible for us to practice enough to where we might not even have the stands up there at all. But um, I think that would just help like us as the worship leaders up there engage. And I feel like it would help even just being in the congregation, being able to not see so much, you know, of the clutter on the stage and stuff. But yeah, when it comes in terms of just like, you know, certain songs or certain things like that, I'm not um, planning on drastically changing anything. But yeah, those are just some of the few changes I've kind of just processed through and thought about. But I'm still trying to think about more of it as we uh, as the more time I have to just really sit in and think about, you know, being in this position now. So, yeah. Do you have anything you would add to that, Brandon, in terms of, you know, even though you're you're you know you're handing off the torch to Matt in terms of kind of looking down the road, if you were to kind of guess or whatever other changes you see that would be helpful, you know, or would be necessary um, coming ahead. You know, it's interesting as Matt said, so much of who I am as a worship leader and, and who he is as a worship leader are kind of interrelated because. We've been playing together, you know. He, he says right, like that. I've I've taught him a lot, but really, the whole time I've been leading, he's either been my drummer or one of my main co-leaders. And you know, 
I'm not sure I talk about worship with anyone more than I talk to Matt about worship. And so in the same sense that I've had an impact on him, he's had a big impact on me. And so I think, you know, kind of that, that message and talking about changes moving forward is also kind of a more of a statement of the changes that have already taken place. And I think really Matt has been a big catalyst to that happening. You know, you just look at even, I, I mentioned this, you know, the makeup of our worship teams, you know, Matt's had a big impact on that. And, and he's raised up this whole generation of musicians who, you know, are kind of the backbone of our, of our ministry. And so kind of when I think about Matt taking over, um, like he said, I don't foresee any drastic changes to like sound or, or style necessarily, but I do think there's kind of this upward progression that we're in the middle of that. I mean this very genuinely. I feel like I've kind of, kind of capped out on like for me just as a musician and just kind of like just where I'm at and who I am. Like this is, <laughs> this is the top for me. This is as good as it's going to get. And I just feel like uh, musically and, and just, and again, creatively, creatively and and his ability to uh just do different things musically i think he can kind of take us to that next level um and i think that has a lot to do with you know the people he's kind of brought into his his inner circle and there's i think a certain level of excellence that matt brings uh when when he leads and so i think it is kind of refining and, and, and kind of continuing to expand what we're already doing uh, but one thing that I've talked a little bit to, to Matt and kind of his some of his core leaders is I would really love for us as a church to kind of ha- have our own sound, have our own kind of unique identity as a church. Uh, I don't mean, you know, that we're going to all of a sudden become Hill Songs or Elevation or anything like that, but that when you come to CBC, that you know what you're getting and that there's kind of a unique worship experience that you kind of can't get anywhere else. I think we've become really good at kind of playing what other people are doing, like how they do it. But one of the things I love is when I go somewhere and they play a song their way in a way that fits who they, they are. And we just haven't gotten there yet. And so I think uh, for us to have that kind of identity and you know even down the line if we're dreaming big that you know Matt and his his team that are writing songs and that are creating a worship experience that's very specific to our church I think that would be really cool and, and I'd love to see a point where we get to that but at the very least that we continue to move on that trajectory towards who are we what do we sound like um, that balance between kind of reproducing what other people are doing and creating for ourselves is kind of finding a good middle ground there. And so um, that excites me because I think that's the quality of musicians we have and the quality of people we have. Um, that's, that's definitely possible. Thank you both for, for sharing on that. And I think, yeah, as we, as we look forward to, to what worship could be uh, uh, definitely a lot to be excited about as you talk about those things. Um, well, Brandon, you know, we talk about looking forward, but as you look back, you know, now and kind of your journey as the worship director, or at least in that position, uh, what was that like for you? What were some of the maybe um, pleasant surprises that came along the way? 
some of the unexpected challenges, uh, difficulty, but just kind of as you reflect on it, what what comes to mind uh, when you think about those days? Hmm. You know, I always tell people, as much as I'm I'm ready to move on and I'm looking forward to the next phase, part of me is sad because leading worship, j- just leading on a Sunday, I think is the most fun part of ministry. Just when you're up there and, you know, you've gone through a practice and that the team is together, you're kind of in this groove, you're experiencing God, you look out and people are worshiping. There is nothing like that. You know, it's it's kind of intoxicating because it's so it's so powerful to just kind of be in this flow of what God is doing. And, um, and, and it's fun to get to do that with people who you really enjoy being around. And so when I look back, I think... Uh, I'm going to miss that part of it, you know, is, is, is you get to be up there. And, and I, I've always said, you know, like leading worship is such an amazing privilege, right? Like it's kind of cheesy to say that, but man, like for something as important as worship to get, get to stand up there and, and be, you know, kind of the medium through which people get to experience God. It's a really cool thing. And, um, as much as I enjoy preaching and, and, and teaching, like there's just, it's just different, you know, and there's something about leading worship that's really fun. Um, at the same time, I, I do think as, as I look back, uh, in the same sense that worship provided the highest of highs in ministry, it was also hard, you know, and, and I think that the toughest parts of ministry also came uh, from worship. And, and that just comes down to the fact that, as I said in the message, you just can't please everyone, you know, on a on a given Sunday, you know, obviously you can look out and, and you know people are worshiping and, and you you take, you know, pride in that. And you can be excited about that. But on any given Sunday, someone's always unhappy, you know, and, and not just that they're unhappy, but they'll kind of let you know about it in the nicest way possible. But also, you know, every, every week I go home and it's like, oh, so-and-so didn't like this. And I don't know if there's a personality type that can just kind of brush that aside, but that's not my personality. And so we could have a great, awesome week of worship, but I'd spend the next three days thinking about like, oh man, like, you know, just kind of feeling for these people who who aren't connecting and who aren't enjoying it or who are having a tough time worshiping. And, and, And yeah, and as I mentioned, just kind of that sense of disunity that as we move forward and there was that tension between the older generation and the younger generation and kind of for me to be at the center of that uh, was not a lot of fun. You know, I felt really strongly that our church needed to, you know, move forward and that these changes really were essential for us to survive as a church. Um, I'll say it really bluntly, like if we sung all hymns, uh, this church would be dying. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. I don't think we could survive with a young staff doing worship that way, you know? And so I knew we had to do it, but at the same time, it, it was hard to get kind of the pushback that we got. And so um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overemphasize that because, you know, 90% of it was great, but, you know, those moments were really tough and, um, it's it's kind of different than anything else you do. You know, when you give a sermon, like 
it's pretty rare for someone to say like, well, you know, I didn't really agree with your interpretation of first John. People are just like, hey, good job, <laughs> you know, uh, whereas with worship, everybody knows music well enough to have an opinion, you know, like everybody can think, well, it should be this way or that way. And so it's it's challenging for sure. And so you know, one of the reasons why I frame the message that way is like, I really just hope that's something that now that you don't have to experience because it's it's not super fun, but it, you'll always get a little bit of that at the end of the day. Um, even if you're at a completely homogenous church of all 25 year olds and, and you play a style that's that's good for them, somebody's going to want something different and somebody's going to let you hear about it. So there's no hiding from that. And it's not unique to our church. It's not a problem that's inherent to our people. It's just the nature of leading worship. And so finding that balance and um, doing something that that is, is good for our church and helps people worship, y- you really have to remain really rock solid on what's essential and on that vision and on what, what scripture says or else you'll just go crazy. But now I'm on a tangent. Overall, when I look back, it, it was good. It was fun. Um, I think I've really enjoyed, uh, like Matt said, you know, it's a little bit like a family, you know, like you lead with people, you know, a couple times a month and, and you spend time together, you practice together and you, you get to know each other in, a, in a kind of a different way. And there's something very intimate about leading worship together. And so that part of it, um, I, I'm excited that I get to keep doing a little bit. Um, but as I move away from it more completely, I think I'll always, I'll always look fondly back at worship leading. I appreciate your, your honesty with that, Brandon. And I knew that that, that would be a tough question. Um, but I want everyone to know, and I, you know, I've told you before how much I appreciate all that you've done in this area of worship. You know, I truly, I am excited in terms of where we are as a church. And so much of that is because of where we are when it comes to worship. Not only just kind of from a corporate setting, but even for myself individually, how much I've learned and how much I've grown because of you. Mm. And I know so much of it is because you made those tough decisions, because you made changes that weren't always popular, well-received by everyone. Um, and you took some hits for it. And you took some shots for it. And and a lot of people don't know that. And even in hindsight, I know I shared with you of, you know, I I should have done a better job of stepping in and and doing my best to to share, take those hits with you. And and I know I I didn't always do that, but I'm grateful that you did. And our church wouldn't be where we are if it weren't for you. And I feel like so much of where we're going is going to be because of you. We're going to talk about those changes later. Mm. But in terms of where we are right now, for us as a staff, when we, you know, inherited this, this leadership, uh, uh, this, this opportunity, um, so much of it is because of what you've done. So I thank you for your faithfulness, your boldness, and and just your courage in, in pushing through and, and your resilience, you know, mm. in handling all of that. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, yeah, and to your career, I think you're underselling. You know, I and again, we've talked about this, but I think the support, you know, behind the scenes was huge, and I think that's something that um, was always a big part of what made it possible was. I think our staff as a whole, you know, especially, you know, kind of like our, our main kind of preaching staff, you know, you, my mom and and Nick, I do think, you know, we, we shared a lot of that together and there was a lot of, 
um, support there. And so, you know, it was hard and I'm sure there are things we all could have done differently, but I, I, yeah, I, it worked out well. <laughs> so kind of piggybacking off a little bit of, of what you were sharing and, and also from the message and, and Matt, I'd love for you to chime in on this as well is, is you mentioned at the very end of the message of your hope and your prayer that as we move forward, that worship would be something that unites us. And we know that that it hasn't always been the case. And worship, for whatever reason, just has this ability to divide. Yet we we do believe in the ability that it has to unite us as well, right? As one body, one church, as we worship one God. Maybe both of you can shed light. Like, what is it about worship that has this ability to divide so easily? And what are some things that we can do as individuals to ensure that it no longer divides, but rather it unites us um, as a body in worshiping one God? You know, I, I think it's, it's, there's a lot obviously that goes into why it's divisive. And, you know, like I said, so much of that is, is just kind of preference and the fact that, you know, musically we're all so different right i mean if you you know were to go on every single person's you know apple music or spotify or whatever it's all different you know i mean even between me and matt and Lindsay and aaron you know our our main worship leaders we all listen to different stuff and so we all have a different expectation and a different understanding of what sounds good and what we enjoy and uh i think as it seems to me at least that it's becoming even more divided. If you look at how much different kind of music there is out there. I mean, maybe I'm just getting old, but I listen to everything that's popular now. This is so weird, man. <laughs> like, like what is this music? Um, but I, I also think, and I mean, I think this gets into how we unite around it is I really do believe there's a tipping point with, and this isn't just worship. This is kind of anything Uh, just leadership generally, where people just buy in and you kind of understand like, this is who we are. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to just go and and enjoy this and take it in. And, and, and until you get to that point, there's always this thought you have in your head of like, well, I wish it was different. And if you go into anything with that mentality, you're going to notice all the things you don't like and you're going to you're going to be thinking about, you know, that 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 thought's going to be in the back of your mind the whole time. And so, you know, if you go to something and you're not sure if you're going to like it, you're evaluating, you know, you're you're thinking about is this good? Do I like this or not? If you go into something and you've just bought in and you've said, you know, this is what this is and this is who we are and I, you know, and, and I'm I'm just gonna gonna take it in and, and, and for better or for worse, I'm gonna worship. You know, that goes a long way, even if it's not your favorite thing or, or, or the style that you love. I think as long as something isn't like objectively terrible, which, you know, knock on wood, I hope or not, uh I I do think you can get something out of it. You know, like like Matt Matt made a joke in, in the members meeting about there's a particular song he likes that I don't like. And if I were to go into a worship setting and I, I heard that song, basically it could go one of two ways. If I'm trying to decide like, 
should I sing this song or not? I'm going to be sitting there like all grumpy about it, like, oh, this theology is off and this, you know, that's not true. And that's mm-hmm. not true. If I just go into it with the mentality of like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to worship regardless. Like I can, I can worship a lot. Like there's a lot of good things about that song, even though I don't love it, you know? And so that's why I talked about that idea of going into worship with a certain mindset. It sounds weird to say this if you don't like it, but it is a choice. You know, there is something like it's 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 an act of the will to say this is my church. Uh, this is what the leadership has decided. This is the direction Matt or, or Brandon wants to take us. And uh, this is my church. So, I'm you know, I'm going to come into this and I'm going to I'm going to sing because that's that's what I'm called to do here. And so, yeah, you know, I don't want to put anybody on blast who doesn't come with that attitude. But I do think it's it's possible. And. Again, that that speaks to why I think Matt is a great leader for our church is because I, I just I just think people are are, are gonna want to rally around him and, and that that decision to say this is our guy and I don't agree with everything but I'm gonna come every week excited to worship. I just think people are ready to do that for Matt. And I feel that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not out in the audience when I lead worship, but when I come to church and Matt's leading, I feel that. I feel like people are like, yes, this, this is, this is good. And so I think, again, there's just a point you get to where, where people buy in. And so I think talks like we had on Sunday are important because it's just a reminder to people that this is who we are. You know, there's no going back. Uh, your opinions are important to us and we value them, but you know, this isn't really up for discussion, you know, in the nicest possible way, this is who we are. And so my hope is that just over time and with Matt's leadership and as we improve and get better, um, that, that more and more people are just going to come kind of ready and excited. And I think it's happening, you know, it's happening slowly. If you look at where we were five years ago, just from a, what it feels like to worship here, I think it's improved a lot. And so I, I think it's just kind of, again, continuing on that trajectory. Yeah, just kind of adding on to that, I really, I really do echo exactly what um, you know Brandon just shared. And for me personally, when I think of just some things that possibly divide us when it comes to can divide us when it comes to worship, is yeah, you know that that difference uh, preference of music, whether it's um, the loudness or um, playing some hymns or the newer songs, or I even feel like too there there are also um, just this worry, this insecurity that when we're up there when we're worshiping, some of us just really feel. Like we want to stand, we want to lift our hands. I remember feeling like there was always this insecurity, like, oh, people are watching me. People are um, judging me, you know, but I think like once I got past that and realized that I, all I want to do right now is just worship God. I shouldn't care about uh, what other people are thinking about me. I think that's that allowed you know me to really take that step to further, to just really grow in that walk as I worship him. So I feel like, yeah, to overcome that, I really felt like for me personally, I've always... I've caught myself at times too when I'm in a worship set and I might necessarily uh, agree with a song or I might not, I might be judging the leader here and they're like, oh, this, uh, he's got a, you could tell he didn't practice. But for me, I think just to be vulnerable with you guys, I wanted to just, I told myself, why am I, why is this bothering me right now? I should be able to be in a place where, um, you know, I worship God. So I think ultimately, I've come to a point when I just would catch myself like that. I would pray and ask God, God, why is this bothering me? Um, you know, I want to worship you with all I can right now. And, um, you know, after I would end that prayer, it would really just help me because I feel like if there's 
one if we're personally going through something it's it's easier said than done to say like oh i need to change the way i think about this so i'm going to come with a different attitude sometimes it's it's just hard to change that so i feel like one thing growing up that i've learned is that you know god is the only one who could ultimately help change our perspective or change what we're feeling so i th- i feel like bringing that to him has uh, helped me when i've gone through some of those things um but when it comes to bringing people together yeah that that picture of just us coming together to be excited to to sing these songs i think yeah that picture i, I recently was had the opportunity to go to uh, phil wickham one of the worst my favorite worship leaders concerts and um, just this picture that i got to see when i opened my eyes when i was worshiping is just all these hands raised and that one a picture of unity of just what it looks like to be uh, worshiping god um, forever that really brought me to tears because that that is a beautiful picture and i my hope is i know i don't want to say that that's what worship should be every week us always lifting our hands i know that there's different postures that each of us individually uh, will find god in whether that's reflecting or lifting our hands or just singing with all we have i know that looks different for everybody but you know that mindset that heart that we can all get past like brandon was just sharing earlier is my hope for us as a church that yeah we can really just pray to god because he's the one who's going to um, change our hearts and allow us to change our mindsets and how we see worship and um, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's so awesome to hear you both talk about worship and, and how it can unite us. And and like I just said a little while ago, I, I've been blessed so much and I feel like I've grown so much, you know, even as, as just as a believer, you know, as a son of, of God and as not the son of God, <laughs> a, as, say, a son, as a son, a child of God, <laughs> you know, and as a leader, right, I think. You know, I, mean, I joke around. I'm, you know, musically challenged. Can't sing. Can't tell between a, a good tune and a bad <laughs> tune. And and I think, but I, I think for a long time I use it as a crutch. I'm like, well, I don't really get into you know praise and singing because I'm just not wired this way. But the more you know, you guys have taught and really, you know, just really raised the the, the value and clarified the focus right this is what worship is and this is why we do it um, it not only challenged me but I, I feel like i'm beginning to step into that and experiencing mm. what you guys are describing and, and you guys are, as you guys are talking about it you know especially and i'm looking at you brandon but as matt talks about it you know i'm like oh, he's not a kid mm-hmm. that's the thought that keeps going through my head i'm like he's our little brother and we treat him like our little brother <laughs> but when he talks about worship and you hear his passion it's like He's leading us now, you know, in that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just so excited with what God is doing with, with the both of you. And I'm grateful for how you've both led us this far in terms of worship. Um, but with, yeah, with that being said, kind of any parting thoughts from either of you on this past Sunday, on worship, on anything uh, church-related? You know, I, for me, I think... Uh, again, this goes back to just kind of looking back and, and how much fun it's been. And uh, I think I'm really thankful that I, I've been able to do this. You know, I remember when I was, man, I must have been 23. So I was older than Matt is right now. But I remember thinking I had always wanted to learn how to play the guitar and sing. And I just thought to myself, well, I guess that ship has sailed. You know, I'm, I'm too old now. That's That's not for me. And... I think to have had that opportunity and, you know, a lot of ways, both, you know, my time in youth ministry and worship ministry is just God's timing, you know, is to step into those roles when we had a need as a church. Um, 
you know, I, I think I've gotten to do some things that I, that I dreamed of being able to do and uh, had a lot of fun doing it. And so, yeah, I'm thankful to our church. I, I doubt he's listening to this, but I'm thankful for Pastor Gary for giving me the opportunities he did when uh, I was young and I, and I didn't know a lot and um, was just figuring things out. But uh, as much as there have been those challenging moments, the overwhelming majority of our church has been so supportive and um, so kind and so generous with their encouragement. And so, yeah, I, it's been a lot of fun. And, and I, there are still moments where I can't believe that I, I've been able to do this. And so I'm really thankful for that. Um, and I, I'm really, really thankful that I get to pass it on uh, to somebody who I, I really, really genuinely believe is the right person for, for this job. You know, when I started as the worship director, I always had this feeling, you know, that like I was just keeping the seat warm for somebody. And at that time, there was no indication that that person was anywhere on the horizon. Definitely didn't think it was going to be you, Matt. But <laughs> but I always thought, you know, God's going to bring somebody who's who's going to take us to that next level. And the fact that you grew into that role, the fact that, uh, yeah, I get to pass this on to you is, is really cool. So I'm just thankful. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. You know, and I think there's... When there's no particular thought that I kind of wanted to just add, but I did want to take this time to encourage both of you. I really feel like, um, you know, I am where I am today because of just the way that you both have brought me up. Um, you know, I know you guys both mentioned that, you know, I've soaked up things like a sponge, but at the same time, I feel like your hearts and kind of like the way you guys carry yourselves. I've, I've looked up to both of you so much and it's allowed me to kind of become in that way where I, where I want to be teachable and you both demonstrate that in ways as well. So thank you, Brandon and Eric, for really just raising me up and allowing me to be um, able to serve with you, to be able to call this my home church and to be excited to step up into a new role. You're going to do awesome, man. We're proud of you. Yeah, we love you, Matt. Well, thank you both for uh, joining us here, for sharing what's on your heart, for your faithfulness, and the way you serve our church, and the way you, you lead, uh, the way you sacrifice so much, and, and we're excited for the upcoming changes. We're excited uh, for the worship ministry. Uh, we're excited for our church. As Brandon, you evolve into different roles, and we're going to talk more about that on later podcasts. But thank you for joining us. Thank you all for listening. 